Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. We're back with the Combat Cast. Here we are. Sheva Rooney, tell me what we got coming up. All right. February 4th, UFC Fight Night, uh, Lewis versus Spivak. Uh, <laughs> that fight will actually be uh, Sunday morning on the 5th. Yeah. Starts at 1 a.m. So we'll, we'll be, you know, uh, <laughs> DVR in that one. Yeah, That's the one good thing about ESPN Plus is you can go back and watch the replays of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then February 11th, UFC 284 Makachev versus Volkanovsky for that pound for pound spot. And then February 18th, UFC Fight Night Vera versus Sandhagen. I am so excited for that card. Vera versus Sanhagen is a great fight. We are truly blessed when every time we get one of these top bantamweight fights. Um, we'll talk about the light heavyweight division a little bit later, but I heard somebody recently talking about how the light heavyweight division is very even, but not because there's one standout fighter, and there's no disrespect to anybody there. It's just that from the 15 all the way down, it feels like anybody can beat each other. Mm-hmm. But with bantamweight, it's like it's just this elite category with like I would say even maybe up to the top eight where it's just like highly highly skilled fighters and you're just in for a treat every time. Yeah, it's a very exciting division for sure. Yeah. All right, let, let's start the show off with some news. Um, what do you, you want to do? Your fight announcements first. We could do that. I um I was still sharing one more thing here. Uh, so let's get to the fight announcements. I got a couple fights that I want to talk about. First one. Uh, UFC 285, March 4th, which is looking like an outstanding card more and more. Uh, Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker announced. How about that? What do you think about that one? Uh, you know, great matchup. Two very long rangey guys. Um, I, I posted this in our group chat, but uh, that is the card that John Jones will be on, I believe, right? Yeah. And, you know, Dan Hooker and John Jones have some heat, so maybe we'll get some. Uh, press conference shenanigans and some back and forth between them because Dan Hooker can talk. So I'm excited for that. But the fight look is a, is a great matchup for sure. Yeah. And then UFC 287 all the way out April 8th. We're booking fights for that too. Kelvin Gaslam. We were talking about him last week. He's a favorite of ours against another guy who's really grown on me too. Of course, Curtis. Um, I like this fight a lot because I feel like both are really game and this is an important fight for both of them. I don't see at this point either one necessarily going to be a champion at that weight class. I don't think. I could always be wrong. You never know what strides a fighter can make, but I just feel like these are going to be two guys that are going to be around, and who's going to take that step here? Yeah, similar skill set between these two guys, too, both uh, you know boxing-heavy uh, games. So uh, I'm definitely excited for that one. It's a good matchup. Uh, that'll be a fun fight for the fans, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. 
Um, and that's about it for fight. I think there's, there's plenty of more fights to keep getting announced. Uh, I think I'm forgetting one that slipped in my mind. We didn't talk about Marab recently got announced for a fight too, I think somewhere. Oh, against Jan, yeah. right? Yeah. Against Jan. And, and I think, uh, Gaethje and Fazeev, I don't know if that's official, that's, but I know yeah. that's one that they're working on too. That'll be super exciting fight. But Marab yeah, fun. like, what do you think about that one? I feel like that's a very interesting fight because I think Jan, um, I was amazed at how well Maui did against him. Even though, like a lot of people thought Jan won that fight, I was still amazed at the performance of Maui in that. But I, it took nothing away from Jan to me. Like to me, Jan is still arguably, you know, he can win the title. Like he's shown that you know he's that good. But Marab has like really been ragdolling people lately. So I feel like this is the most interesting matchup here. Yeah, this is the toughest matchup for. Marab for sure. I, I feel like he ragdolls almost everyone at the top other than Aljo. Um, and obviously I don't think we're gonna see that fight. So um super tough fight for him. Tough fight for Peter Jan too, though. I mean they're not doing him every any favors after these, you know, close decisions or problems he's having with uh getting these wins. So there there are no easy fights in the UFC, but he seems to be having a particularly tough time. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, what else do we got in the news here? Uh, so Luke Rockhold uh, was released from the USC after uh, ending his short retirement. You know, obviously in his last fight uh, against Borchina, uh, Paula Costa, he had that crazy, crazy fight where he came back at the end and, um, but he announced his retirement and he decided he still wanted to fight, uh, but he wants to fight somewhere else than the UFC. I know that he's talked about going and doing some boxing matches. Maybe I think he's just looking for money fights at this point. Yeah. It's interesting that a lot of these guys are looking for boxing matches. Um, that is not where I would want to see Rockhold personally. Um, you know, I thought he looked really good against uh, Costa in his last fight. But at the same time, I thought it was just wrestling that kind of kept him in that fight a lot. Um, but, hey, if he can make some money, um, if he can get a favorable matchup, um, you never know. But I, I, it's not like I, I don't really um, – if Rocco was going to stay around, I'd like to see him in another like company, like a PFL or a Bellator. You know, lend some credibility with his name value there and see what he could do. Yeah, it might not be a bad shout to try to go – you know, risk it for that million dollar prize in PFL, but I'm not sure. I don't see where he's gonna excel anywhere. He he has been one foot in, one foot out for a long time, and this isn't really a sport that you can do that. So obviously he still has a love for it, seeing as how he doesn't need the money. He's a model, you know, a successful right. Ralph Lauren model. So he just likes fighting people i guess so shout out yeah. to him i respect that but hopefully he does well wherever he ends up and you know we'll be keeping an eye out for him uh next piece of news uh former ufc fighter sage northcutt is making his return after a four-year layoff yeah. in one championship he got his face smashed up by cosmo um in his one championship debut and uh, hasn't fought since it's been four years yeah um we'll see what he's been doing um 
you know, hopefully training, hopefully working on skill sets. I mean, he's a he was a really nice kid and a really hard worker. Um, he seemed a little outmatched in certain scenarios. Um, he got pushed a little too early. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he made I think he made decent money because I think of who he was and I think he had a good management team. I think his family was always behind him, too, and were involved. So we'll see how this goes. I mean, taking four years off after that beating that he got isn't the worst thing in the world, but what have you been doing for four years and what kind of matchup does he get out of the gate would be my concern. Right. That's a lot of time to improve. Uh, but I agree with you. It's going to be very dependent on the matchup that he gets. We don't know a lot of these one championship fighters, but we know a lot of them are killers, even though we don't know who they are. So, and they don't want to usually, they don't usually, like matching up former UFC guys with favorable matchups. They like, I think. Right. Some of the builds guys their beating. brand. Yeah, they, exactly. We beat you know, former UFC. Yeah. Some guy you don't know beating the shit out of a former UFC fighter. So, right. Yeah. Uh, he's, Sage has had a tough go. Uh, I think the UFC has learned from the way that they handled him and Mickey Gall and uh, previous young fighters. You see that now with the way that they're handling the Patty Pimblets and the Sean O'Malley's and all that. So yeah. uh, unfortunately, you know, they were kind of the uh, sacrifices for this current generation. So good luck to Sage. It will be on prime video. So maybe we can catch that fight. Yeah. I hope he does well. I like the kid. And then uh, last weekend, Aldo was, it was announced that Aldo will be inducted into the UFC hall of fame uh, this year in July. He was, elated obviously i mean i I get being happy but it almost seemed like it was a surprise (laughs) to him uh like we all knew this was happening right so Hmm. it's nice that they announced it while he was in brazil um Mm -hmm. his home country and and everyone was behind him so that was very nice i mean it's a layup like uh the guy is one of the best in the world he was arguably the best featherweight in the world um now there's two guys kind of like you could put right in there too with Holloway and Volkanovski, but um, yeah, Aldo a legend. And then, you know, his career at Bantamweight, um, he was, he was competitive there. Like he was in the top, I would say four or five, like all the time, you know, competed for the championship. So he could have been champion if he didn't, if uh, Marlon didn't get that victory over him that I don't think he deserves. So, you know, yeah, could have got a title shot after that and possibly won, but yeah, it would be very go sometimes. Pseudo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, layup. Heard he's gonna be doing some kind of boxing or something. He's a guy that I think could do well depending on who they you know matched him up with, you know. Great striker. But you know, a lot of years on that body too, fight wise too. So for sure. Whatever he does. Whatever he does, I hope he does well. Um he's not he's one though. Like, I'm like, you know, we talk about Rockhold going to PFL. Like, I'd, I'd like to see Aldo just stay retired. You know, he had a great career. Right. I assume, you know, maybe we see him in a couple of these boxing things, but I think he was a UFC guy through and through. I don't think we'll see him, you know, come back yeah. and be in PFL or Bellator or anything like that. So, yeah. That's it for the news. So, uh, let's get okay. into our review of uh, UFC 283. Teixeira versus Hill from Brazil. Yes. Um, we'll just talk about 
the the one fight on the prelims that we all really cared about Mauricio Shogun Hua versus Ior Porteria. Uh, Porteria got the KO win, I believe, in the first round, the end of the first round. Um, my my big takeaway was, yeah, he looked great, but he certainly did not win any fans with his uh, like dumb little dance. He did afterwards seem pretty disrespectful. Apparently he said it was, you know, he's a duelist and I don't know, he like pointed finger guns at Shogun, but then he pointed him up and shot into the air and that was how he was showing him respect or something. I don't buy it. I think the guy's trash. Uh, <laughs> he was, did not earn any fans from that Brazilian crowd for sure. Um, but anyway, shout out to Shogun. Shogun, uh, said he just wanted to be known as a nice guy you know yeah. in his post fight thing and and uh another one brazilian legend going out of the game that uh, we all respect for sure absolutely um nothing but respect for shogun really sorry to see him uh not go out on a win but we had a feeling that might happen um but uh yeah he's a guy that he could add a name recognition somewhere else but again like aldo don't really want him to you know, had a great career, time to call it. And uh, he could always add more to the sport by just being a trainer or uh, being involved in some other capacity. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. All right, move on to the main card. Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. What did you think about this one? He called it. I mean, it was that style. Like, Walker was, uh, you know, comfortable if this went to the ground. But I think more just that he didn't engage – at all in Craig's game. He played a great distance game in that first round, and it really forced Craig to have to really, really go after him to try to get that takedown, and he wasn't in a good position. You know, he's going for that leg, and he just left his head open completely. Walker hit so hard, and, you know, he's just able to put the hurt on him, finish him. It was impressive. Uh, I did have a couple matches I wrote down for possible fights next. Uh, with Johnny Walker, I just thought, hey, Anthony Smith. I'd like to see it. Yeah, that's a pretty good matchup. I don't know what's going to be next for uh, Jamal Hill. I know that Anthony Smith was scheduled to fight Hill, and then he was the backup for this fight against Oliver. So maybe he gets the next shot, but who knows with the UFC. So, uh, yeah, that's a great matchup. But This division is wide open right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But going back to the fight, yeah, I, I was impressed with Johnny Walker. He was disciplined, um, but he was still himself. You know, he's still um, explosive. I mean, very impressive the power he landed because he really hurt Craig while he was just standing on one foot because Craig had that single leg trying to take him down, and Johnny Walker just cracked him with that right hook and, uh, you know, then followed up from there. Uh Bummer for Paul Craig, but Johnny Walker looked great. Uh, he did the worm after he won, which is how he almost ruined his career before. So maybe don't do that, but <laughs> he's a wild guy. So he doesn't give a shit. So congrats to him and his team. Um, I'm excited to see him next. I, I like that he's yeah. rebuilding his career. Me too. Me too. It's a nice name to have out there. Now we're going to go on to another fight that we uh, pretty much saw coming here. Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade. Draws look great. Uh, Murphy too tough for own good. I think that was what I was saying. I thought I thought Murphy would get finished late, but I nope. thought early. I thought she was going to yeah. get finished in the first. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I think she had the ability to like drag it out there, but even more than I, it was disappointing. Almost that it wasn't stopped. Like uh, it probably shouldn't have been. Andrade, uh, super impressive. Did what she does. She looks strong everywhere. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a fight with her and Valentino, uh, Valentina uh, down the road. I know Valentina's booked again. I know they fought before, um, but I mean, I could see her going down to Strawway and fighting Wei Jing, Wei Li, you know, Zhang again. I could see that fight. Like that's the great thing about uh, somebody like Jessica Andrade is like you know she can go from strawweight to flat. She can fight good at bantamweight, <laughs> you and, know. And she's great in all these divisions too. She really doesn't lose any. Thing she she looks just as good in all the divisions. It, it could make her a Hall of Famer someday. Just the fact that the way she's bouncing all around. Um, I'm gonna throw an interesting name at you though. Um, and this fight's not gonna get booked, but uh, I just think it'd be an interesting fight at flyweight. Really throwing this woman to the line, but Aaron Blanchfield, who has looked dominant, impressive against everybody, <laughs> putting her against Jessica and draws like that would be an interesting fight to me. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see that one because the UFC wants to push Aaron, I think. Right. Um, but grappling-wise, you know, Aaron's such a, a great grappler, but yeah. Jessica is so strong, so that would be an interesting matchup. On the feet, obviously, I'd give Andraj the edge because she's so powerful, but interesting matchup. Maybe further down the, down the line, Aaron develops her game a little bit more, her stand-up game a little bit more, but... Yeah, I'm excited for whatever uh, Andrade is doing next from whatever division she decides to fight in. Yeah. Um, but going back to the fight, uh, yeah, I underestimated Lauren Murphy again. I mean, her durability is mm-hmm. legendary at this point. But um, I, I do think the corner should have stopped the fight uh, for sure. But it, not so much that she can't handle the damage, but just the fact that she had no offense she could not get Jessica's respect. She wasn't hurting her. She wasn't no. going to catch her in any submission or anything like that. That's not really her game. So, you know, just live to fight another day. Don't, don't, uh, you know, take those years off your life possibly. So, all right, move on. Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. I said it before. There's levels to this game. I like Magny a lot. He's constantly working, but I just didn't feel like he was, um, a good matchup for Gilbert. I just thought because Gilbert is so good with jiu-jitsu, like we talked about, and Gilbert's good with the striking. He's explosive. He was able to knock down Usman at one point, fight Shemaev, and I just thought I could see Burns ending this early, but I thought Magny might make it go a little round two. It uh, Burns gets it done, though, finishes it. Uh, again, I'll throw another fight out there, too. Maybe Bill Muhammad. Um I don't think they I don't think they fought before and they're both ranked near each other. So you know. Yeah, I know Bilal's calling out anyone ahead of him, but I honestly think he deserves the title shot. Yeah. If, especially if Leon Edwards wins because they had fought before yeah. and you know, Leon poked him in the eye, which, you know, he he caused the foul in the fight to end and sure. somehow you know, he got treated like he won. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's an interesting matchup. But I, I think Bilal should be next for a title. Fight. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I, I was glad to see that Gilbert fought intelligently. I said mm-hmm. if he went out there and used his grappling, this was going to be a short night for Neil Magny. Um, and that's what he did. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bad matchup for Neil, you know, with Gilbert's grappling, uh, 
sophistication, you know, that's really Neil's weakness. So uh, good on Gilbert. I know he's hunting a title shot or, you know, I think a matchup versus Masvidal would be good. I know that that fight was in talks too. He called out Colby Covington. Yeah. Colby's gone dark. We don't know what's going on with him. So uh, Gilbert's an interesting guy because he doesn't necessarily have that high name recognition that a Masvidal or Covenant probably wants to fight. But like, and he's too dangerous for he's very for dangerous he can, level. That's what it is. Yeah, he's very capable of being all those guys. So yeah, I, I would favor him over Masvidal. Colby, we haven't seen Colby in a little while. For that reason, I might even slightly give the nod to Gilbert. But that's a real when you look at the fights that they both had with Usman. Kobe had wars and took Usman to the limit more than anyone. Gilbert, though, was the guy who knocked him down a couple times before getting caught and then had that war. I'm just saying it's an interesting matchup. Gilbert's better off his back. Too. Right. So, um, and he's powerful on the feet. Yeah. So I, I think he can handle Colby. You know, that, that's a good cool. matchup. Yeah. It's a very good matchup. So, all right. Uh, we'll move on to our first championship bout of the night was uh davis and figueredo versus brandon moreno four so we said beforehand that every time we saw these guys fight it was like something different just happened you know from the draw where figueredo looked i thought probably would have edged him out if it wasn't for the foul but we were so impressed with moreno has just had stepped up at that point but in the rematch, I remember thinking, okay, Figueroa's probably got this. But then Moreno looks amazing, right? He's another level. And then Figueroa works with Cejudo, and he gets it done in the third fight. So I was like, what are we going to see? You know, and I, I picked with my heart, and my heart was right. But um, I think the story of this fight was Moreno is still on another level. He's working well. And I think Figueroa, I'm not taking anything away from him because he was still in the fight the whole time, and it was an exciting fight. But at the end of the day, I don't think he wants to be in this weight class anymore. I think these weight cuts are very hard for him. And I think that was a huge difference maker. Uh, we can talk a little bit about, obviously, he got uh, punched in the eye. And then there was a poke after it. But it was the punch in the eye that did the damage, which led to the doctor stoppage. Nice to see a doctor stoppage from a chain, actually. You know, or actually could not open his eyes. Not, yeah. So it was well done. Uh, I would imagine... Um, Moreno, I'm trying to remember the number one contender. I think it's Alexander uh, per... Pantera. Yeah, Pantasia. Yeah. Pantera. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of the band. Yeah, Pantera. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I think Pantasia has some wins over Moreno, too, early in their career. Um, mm-hmm. so, so this would probably be the fight that makes the most sense, and we'll see because uh, both those guys are completely different points in their career now. But uh, great win for Moreno. Absolutely love this guy and uh, hope he keeps doing his thing. Yeah, uh, we are treated to another very closely contested great fight. Um, And this rivalry is now over with uh, Davison moving up to Bantamweight, which I think he'll do very well at because, yes, the weight cuts have been rough on him. Um, But I think overall... In this rivalry, it's been Brandon Moreno's ability to adapt and change. Um, I mean, don't forget he had to change camps because he was uh, a glory MMA guy, which, you know, obviously James Krause ruined that whole yeah. gym. There's no, everyone had to leave that 
gym that fights in the UFC or they're not allowed to compete, um, which did not happen very long ago. You know, that was during his fight camp for sure. So, uh, you know, he adjusted to that. Um, I, I saw technically uh, somebody was commenting that he, he circled to his right, which kept him away from Davidson's power this entire fight, which, you know, obviously is is huge because that's Davidson's win condition right. is his uh, KO punching. So, uh, yeah, congrats to Brandon. Uh, flyweight, the hold on the flyweight division has been released. We get we can see some uh, some new blood up there now. And uh, I'm excited to see Davidson at Bantamweight. Absolutely. And I just want to one more thing on this fight, because you mentioned it like uh, Kraus not being in his corner. Like, I don't think that got enough attention in retrospect. Like, it kind of slipped my mind, too. And, like, wow. Like, to totally have your camp change on you and put on that kind of performance. Again, I can't say enough good things about this kid. Yeah, he's great. All right. Uh, And our final fight of the night, Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill for the light heavyweight title. Jamal Hill. um, Oh, wait. Before we do that, I just want to... Uh, shout out also Brandon Moreno with his great attitude for the trash oh. uh, Brazilian crowd. Yes. Um, which we'll talk about again. After we'll talk more about fight. that. Yeah. But the absolute disrespect from the crowd. I, I get you're upset that your guy lost because he got punched in the eye. Um, but to throw trash and garbage all over, you know, these gladiators uh, is embarrassing it's so disrespectful i can't believe that it i'm right on him like a chip too yeah, and of course he you know his attitude he's smiling laughing he's running back there but yeah. uh, just i i'm at a loss of words it's disgusting behavior so um but yes jamal hill glover Teixeira. um you know glover's toughness is crazy um we saw that stat uh i think we had in our group chat that when the rankings came out, like he was in the top four and he finished in the top two and he's he never, never, yeah, he's never not been in the rankings. It's incredible. So Clover's always been there. I remember um, one of the early cards we went to where he fought John Jones for the light heavyweight title. And I remember thinking, Oh man, that's too bad. That's probably it. You know, he's probably never. And here we are years later, he won the championship and he had one more chance. Uh, Backley uh, from Cage My Q, uh, he said, you know, that the striking ability would probably be the difference. I also think it was the fact that uh, Jamal Hill's takedown defense, too, like played a big part in this. Uh, his and ability, his ability to, to get up when he got taken down right. was very impressive. I did not yeah. think that that was going to be, uh, you know, he was going to be lost. getting up. Yeah. Yeah. But his striking was definitely a big difference maker, too. Um, just all around, Jamal Hill just looks like a better fighter uh, than we've seen. Like he always looked like a good fighter, but he's looking like an even a better fighter. Like you can see the improvement and the work. Happy for this guy. He was so overcome with emotion. Um, Glover Teixeira, a legend. You know, uh, I think it was a great time for him to hang it up. That says he's too tough for his own good. He wants to, um, you know, dedicate time to Alex Pereira now. Prayer, and I think that's awesome. He comes out with that speech that, you know, I don't want this crowd, which there wasn't much left of that crowd. Their man, they knew it wasn't going to win, so they just left. Another reason they're trash. You know, Brazilian legend Glover Tires retiring. They all run out of the arena and don't let 
and don't observe his speech. So trash. But I thought that Glover, you know, saying he's to don't make it a point. Don't, you know, throw trash at this man. You know, we're going to walk out together. Super cool. Um, I'm just going to throw one fight because I've said something for everybody. This is not going to probably happen, but especially the stylistic matchup. Um, middleweight champion Alex Pajara against Jamal Hill. Oh, man, I would love to see that given the story of the fight. And, you know, if like if there was a an injury happens or something and Pajara was stepped up, like, I'm in. Yeah, um, I'll talk about that at the end. But, yeah, Hill looked great. Uh, he did very well managing his volume. Um, coming out, he knew this was going to be a five-round fight. He knew Glover was tough, so he didn't gas out early. Uh, he did look tired in the fight, but he fought through that. Um, he did a great job with distance management. He stuck his jab out on Glover, and Glover just could not time it or get out of the way. He, he ate a lot of them. Obviously, Jamal Hill was great, uh, but I, I do think that the story is Glover, you know, Brazilian legend retiring in Brazil, albeit to no fans, but... Um, but just he is the toughest 43 year old man walking this planet. Nobody can convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way his face was all cut up, that cut that was over his eye from that knee. Um, yeah. And the fact that, you know, he basically waved the doctor off, said, no, I'm fine. I can see. Get out, you know, and then waved Hill on. Uh, yeah. Just just a great ambassador and representative of mixed martial arts and uh you know, it was a little bit unfair. We didn't really even get to see Glover in his early, in his prime, right. him, because he had you know those visa issues and couldn't make it into the U.S. from Brazil uh, early on in his career when he was a killer. But I mean, he, like you said, stayed in the rankings his entire UFC career, which is no easy feat, especially in the light heavyweight division. So, props to him. Uh, uh, and I think he'll do a great job being a coach, especially to Alex Pereira. So yeah. with that being said, I do like the idea of that Pereira and Hill matchup because just the way uh, when they were, you know, doing their post fight yeah. speeches, the way that Pereira was looking at Hill, he mm-hmm. wanted to devour him right there. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, when you're looking at them, they're the same size. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think it would be better for Pereira because I don't think if he comes up against a wrestler in the middleweight division, he's going to be in trouble for sure. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a big money fight for him. I don't see his career being super long unless, you know, he makes leaps and bounds right. with Glover. But I think that's a great matchup. Um, if Hill doesn't want to do that, he's got other very tough matchups. I, I am very high on him, but I would say, you know, Ankalaev's grappling's tough for him. Yuri all around uh, is a tough fight. And not that he can't win those, because he definitely can, but they're just harder fights. I think a fight against Pereira is best for him as well. Stylistically, it's a great fight, too. Um, also, John Hackleman, uh, Glover, in Glover to share his corner, he was the one guy that wanted to stop the fight. Um, hats off to that guy. And hats off, uh, he actually said on social media, he said, I'm kind of glad they didn't stop, but I was outvoted because it worked out the way it did. And I know those guys wouldn't have been happy. But yes, I'm a known stopper and I would have stopped it in round three. So all around gracious about everything and has the fighter's best interests 
I just thought, you know, shout out to that guy. Right. You can't hate him for that. He has, you know, he probably loves Glover and has his best interests um, in heart, in his heart. So, you know, He's Chuck Liddell's I think guy. we need more of that in our sport for sure. Yeah. He wanted to go out with Chuck Liddell, I think, in Chuck Liddell's last fight with Tito. I think he was like, no. Right. Yeah, no. He doesn't support you. You're, you're done at this point. So, yeah. So I know we've already gone a little longer. You see reviews after the pay-per-view. Always go a little longer, but we promised you some MMA Jeopardy, so let's do it, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll cruise through some MMA Jeopardy. All right. You want to go first? Sure, I'll, I'll go first. Um, you'll notice uh, you yeah. can't read all of these, so it goes the categories are heavyweight and yeah. then wrestling then light heavyweight and then Mike Perry, that's an entire category. <laughs> and then women's MMA is this last one that you can't see. Yep. So I will start with women's MMA for 200. The year the first women's UFC fight was held. Oh, sh- shoot. I don't know this. Uh, I do. I'll I do. say 2012. I'm going to say 2013. Let's see if I steal it. 2013. Okay, that's yeah. for Dave. I knew that. Yeah, one. I knew it was somewhere around there. Uh, I remember that card uh, because they ended up being the main event, uh, I believe, too. Um, all right. Uh, let's keep this category. Let's go all the way to 500 for women's MMA. This former UFC women's bandweight champion is also vice president of 1FC. Mm-hmm. This might be a little bit older. A little older. This has got to be. Um, I remember who worked for them. Uh, it was Tate, Misha Tate, right? Yeah, yeah, let's go to Misha Tate. Yep. Yeah, okay, cool. 500. Starting off good, Dave. Starting off good. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with light heavyweight for 500. All right. This fighter became the third tough winner to attain a UFC belt. Light heavyweight, tough. Heavyweight. Huh. Uh, man, I didn't watch Ultimate Fighter until like season 10. And then I didn't watch any until like, yeah, your Rodriguez is tough. Yeah, well, um, it has me uh, perplexed here. I'm trying to think of uh, the people that were in there. I mean, all right, so champs we've had, we've had John Jones recently. Um, I'll say, I don't know. I'm just gonna say Shogun. I don't know any. I don't know who was on tough. Let me put out a steal there. Uh, I'll go. Well, well, Shogun you know, came from Pride, so it wouldn't I'm be going bad. Michael Bisping because even though the category is light heavyweight, he might have competed on tough as light heavyweight. That's light heavyweight. Okay. Yeah. Rashad, Rashad Evans. Evans. I, I forgot he was a person. Yeah. That's right. Because he's been gone for a while. All right. That's okay. On the board. All right. Uh, I will do. Um, uh, I'll do heavyweight for 500. Brandon Couture served as a soldier in this branch of military. I'll go army. Uh, I'll say Marines just to be different. Okay. The army. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, falling behind here. I'll do wrestling for 500. The year Brock Lesnar made his UFC debut. Uh, 2007. I'll go 2008, but it's around that time period. I think you're right. 2008. Oh, my goodness. They were smashing me. Oh, shit. I didn't know that one. I I, I thought you were right. I knew it was that time period, though. So I was like, uh, it wasn't 06. 
All right. What do you got? I don't know dick about Mike Perry. So uh, let's go women's MMA for 400. Misha Tate and Kat Zingano fought on the season finale of this season of Tough. I think it was 17. <clears throat> I actually watched this season. That's why. I'll say 15 because I don't know. 17. All right, Dave, you're killing me. <laughs> I'll go Mike Perry for 500. There you go. The answer Mike Perry gave reporter Ariel Hawani when asked why his nickname is Platinum. I don't know. I don't watch Ariel's show. Um, I've seen Ariel's show before, but I don't know this. Um, credit cards? <laughs> I'll say uh, something about a grill because he has a, had a grill or something. I hope you're right. Be like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson with twice the skills. That doesn't make any sense. So classic Mike Perry. Oh well, he's iron, iron yeah. Mike <laughs> Platinum. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stupid. All right. I'll, um, I'll be happy if I get one of these right at this point. I'll go uh, wrestling four hundred. The amount of times Daniel Cormier competed in the Olympics. I actually just recently heard this. It didn't make sense to me, but I'll go with it. Um, I didn't think he could do this, but. Uh, six. He was. He's a six-time Olympian. Someone told me. Um, I'll say two. That's what I would have thought. But what, six. Okay. Six. I heard this recently. Yeah. He was All honest. right. Um, I will do. I just got to get some points here. I'll do women's MMA for three hundred. Yep. This fighter became the first strawweight women's mm-hmm. champion after defeating Rose Namajunas. That would be Carla Esparza. Gotcha. Yes, it was. All right, I got some points. Let's go. All right. Uh, heavyweight for 400. This UFC heavyweight will star in the movie Fast and Furious 9. I think this was what Francis Nagano was working on. I could be wrong. I don't yeah, know. I think it is too. Let's find out. Yep, Francis. Ooh. All right. Uh, I'll do wrestling for 300. This. Civilization contains the earliest known records of training its soldiers in wrestling. Uh, Greek? That's what I would think. Because I remember when I used to rent pro wrestling, it would have, um, uh, like, it will actually look like the old Roman Colosseums. So, I don't know. (laughs) Romania. Ancient Greece. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. I know that, you know, it was started for the Olympics or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Ancient Greece, so. All right, what do you got, Dave? Let's keep it up with wrestling because I like wrestling. Uh, 200. This man was the first world-class wrestler to compete in the UFC. Well, that's could be subjective. but Yeah, I'll go Randy Couture because he's the first one I remember them making a big deal out of. But I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Dan Severin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, I guess that predates. That, that's, yeah, that's very early. Yeah. yeah, very early. Um... All right, I'm going to kill off. Uh, actually, I'll go with Mike Perry for 400. I don't know. The year Mike Perry was <laughs> born. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure he's younger than me. I'll say... I'll say... 90... I'll say 90. You want to do uh, Precious Rights closest to getting over? You can get the points. I don't care. I'm just throwing it out there because I don't know what time your this guy was born to. Sure. Uh, you said 90? Yeah. Well, I'll be the closest Like with that, if I go over. Uh, I'll go 93. 
1991. Get closer. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Get the points. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go heavyweight 300. This UFC heavyweight holds the record for most KOs in UFC history. Is it Derek Lewis? I believe it is Derek Lewis. Yep. All right. I will go with, oh man, I feel like light heavyweight is what I know the least about. Yeah. Or Mike Perry. (laughs) Who knows shit about Mike Perry? Um, I'm going to stick with Mike Perry. 300. The belt rank, which Mike Perry holds in BJJ. I think it's purple belt. That sounds right. I'm not even going to take a guess. I don't know. Yeah, purple. purple belt. I don't remember <laughs> where I heard that, yeah. but all right. All right. I want to finish off this heavyweight category. Uh, 200. Yeah, well, we got a few more. but This UFC heavyweight has the highest rated striking accuracy in the UFC. I don't know if it would be still in the UFC, but the guy I think of like had that striking and everything like that, I always come up with Alistair Overeem. Um, I'm gonna say Stepe, but yeah, Alistair's a good guess. Yeah, Alistair. Yep. All right. Um, I'll go. I'll go with wrestling for 100. Known for his nickname, Uh the Eagle. Uh, this Russian fighter uses sambo and wrestling to smother his opponents. That'd be Khabib Nurmagomedov. Absolutely. Okay. Do women's MMA for uh, women's MMA for a hundred. This woman was the first UFC women's champion. Got to be Ronda Rousey. Yeah, spelled her name wrong, but yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I'll do light heavyweight for four hundred. Randy Couture became the first UFC champion to win titles in two different divisions when he defeated this man. Old school. Old school. I'll say Leora Machida. I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Tito Ortiz, though. Let's go. Let's see. Tito, yeah. Yeah. This is better than you. This is all before my time. (laughs) This is how it worked last year. I I think I beat you really good in the first one, and then I lost the next two. So, Uh, what do you got? All right. Your turn. Your turn or my turn? That was my turn. Okay. Uh, Light heavyweight. Well, actually, it's heavyweight. 100. It's good enough to board. This heavyweight champion holds the most title defenses in UFC heavyweight history. Stipe. Stipe. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do light heavyweight for 100. I'm just going to pick up some points here, hopefully. The man who beat Shogun Rua for the light heavyweight title, that would be John Jones. Yes, it would. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> light heavyweight for 200. This man was the first light heavyweight UFC champion. First light heavyweight champion for UFC. Um, oh, jeez. Tito uh, Ortiz? Sure. Oh, Frank, Frank Shamrock. Okay. Um, I will get light heavyweight 300. We're going to end this Jeopardy with Mike Perry question. <laughs> the number of successful title defenses Tito Ortiz had while defending his light heavyweight title. I don't know. Three? I think he had quite a few because I think Jones broke his record uh, at one point. Jones ended up breaking his record, obviously. Um, I am so late into MMA that I think of Tito Ortiz as a joke. 
So no, no, he had a record for title yeah. defenses. He did, yeah. Um, I want to say it was five or six. I'll go five. Five. Hot damn day. <laughs> All right. 100 or 200 for Mike Perry? Uh, 200. <laughs> the advice Mike Perry gave to <laughs> children after winning his <laughs> fight against Santiago Ponzinibbio. Go to school? <laughs> uh, yeah, stay in school. Stay don't in do, school. I'll say don't do drugs. Okay. Don't, don't get tattoos on one's face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Last question. Mike Perry, 100. Mike Perry famously had this oh. individual help corner him. That's his girlfriend, right? Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. I did a little better at the end, but you, you really <laughs> killed it, Dave. You really killed it. I got those 500s early. <laughs> well, a lot of good guesses, yeah. too. And uh, yeah. you're like, I don't know, five. And then that was the answer. So I, mean, I knew it was five or six because John Jones had uh, surpassed him at one point. But I couldn't remember if it was Jones that got six or T already had six. And for some reason, I leaned towards it was John. And uh, so, yeah. Um, the only one I was like a super good guess was. Um, Oh God! Uh, I mean, I didn't know Randy Couture was in the army. That's <laughs> a guess too. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, could have been Marines, but whatever. <laughs> All right, that that is our MMA Jeopardy. All right. Well, that's it. So next week. Um, hold on. I put my. Well, take the thing off the screen first. Oh yeah, sorry. Let's remove that. Bop bomb. All right, so next week, February 4th, UFC Fight Night, Lewis versus Spivak, even though the card starts at 1 a.m. on February 5th, the main event does. So Uh, February 11th, UFC 284, Makachev versus Volkanovski. We are quickly coming up to UFC 300, my friend. That will be an exciting time. Looking forward to to what card they're going to try to put together for that. So that's going to be next year still, though, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, February 18th, UFC Fight Night, Vera versus Santa Hagen. I'm excited for that one, and I'm excited that it's going to be in the apex, so it'll be a bit quieter. We get to hear, uh, you know, the corners and stuff, because certain fights, I really like to hear the corners input, so I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but that's not everything. Not everything. I don't want to see a Connor fight in the apex. Sure. I don't want to see Sean O'Malley fight in the apex. I don't want to see Izzy fight in the apex. All these, you know, Big, uh, you know, fan. Uh, you like having the fight nights there for the most part, unless it's a big, big fight night. Yeah, if if we're not going for a you know an aura or whatever you know an atmosphere, I like the technical aspects of the fights that happen in in the apex. I agree. All right, that's Anything that's else? all we have. No, that's, that's, all right. that's all we got. All right. Oh, I'm excited uh, for 284 coming up. Uh, I think that's absolutely positively going to decide probably who's the best pound for pound fighter in the world. And I don't know if it's going to get truly looked at that, but like it really is quite the argument. Um, but yeah, we'll get there in a couple of weeks. Until then, guys, it's been another fun episode. Chevy, you're worthy opponent as always because you still trashed me twice too. So we're actually tied for the all-time record with each other now. And I and we were saying before, unless they start coming up with more Jeopardy games, we might not have too many more of these anyway. So yeah. So all right, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you at the fights.
All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at FansWorking. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 